0: On this episode of The View from Jamestown, it's our first episode of 2024. We recap the first few days of the year, talk about the optimism that seems to be out in the industry for the first quarter. We also talk a lot about the ocean freight issues these days, a lot of issues coming from all over the world trying to get material in and out of the U.S. All that and more on The View from Jamestown. What's up, everybody? Welcome to The View from Jamestown Podcast Edition. This is episode 102. This is our January 2024 edition, and we got the full team this morning going from my left to right. We have TCC President Rob Roach, Inside Sales Manager Nicole Greenberg, VP of Sales and Marketing AJ Pacharka, and Latin American Operations Manager Javier Fernandez.
1: Good morning. Good morning. Morning, Morning.
0: Good morning, fellas and ladies.
2: How's it going, Benny? How y'all
1: doing? Starting the year strong. Yeah? I think so. I think so, one of us is. He's <laughs> jumping right in. <laughs> 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 Who's this guy? I think <laughs> okay, okay, so. I I'm recharge after my vacation. <laughs> yeah? <you know? laughs> I, was, I, was I was two weeks down south. I'm ready for the the cold weather and, and start selling.
2: The new year new me has hit Javi. <laughs> yeah, kind
1: of. So it was warm in Peru. It was very warm in Peru, like 88, 90. Wow, wow. And in Colombia, it was like in the 80s as well. Summer,
3: summer improved, so obviously. Summer, yeah. yeah.
1: Summer. So it was humid. So I, 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 don't, I don't, go, don't, don't do very well there. Yeah. But it's okay Glad, glad, glad to be back.
3: Come back to
0: a snowstorm. Of course. Back to your no uh, No jackets. Yes. Just for the record, if that can see Javi right now, this is what he wears inside, outside. It could be 20 degrees outside. This is this is the this is the look.
3: Yeah, this is this is going you get. And yeah, we're in New England, so outside England. it's 30 degrees today, 35 at yeah. least, something like that. Yesterday yeah. yeah. so was hot.
1: Yesterday yeah. was like 50. I- yeah, it was. <laughs> oh, we that had was a rainstorm. Hot, yeah, <laughs> that's yesterday a south was hot. wind. Yeah, mm.
3: it was warm.
0: Yeah. That's a good point. It was like it was like tropical yesterday. Almost. Yeah. Yep.
1: All the snow melted. Very nice. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's a it's not a bad thing. So uh, so things are things are busy to start the year. Javi, tell us tell us more. Tell I, us more.
1: I think so. I think so. Like uh, the last week was kind of dead, but this week people are back back to the jobs and uh, they're ready to placing orders and and being active quoting actively quoting uh, doing some people are, are the new things. I think reshoring. They don't want it as as far as they wanted before, so they want a shorter lead times, and sometimes they're willing to pay a little bit premium for that. Yep. You know, so that's. That's how I, I see things this week. Very, very busy this week. I'm staying late more than three o'clock. Wow. <laughs> wow. wow. Which
2: is, which is uh, yesterday I closed the office. Yeah, I, I was. Javi closed the office yesterday. Wow. Yeah, I forgot
4: I know. the code. I forgot the code. It should be a tracker, like an economic, like how late Javi stays in the office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: it was, yeah, it was busy. Yesterday was busy. <laughs> you were
2: typing away over there, crossing things off your list. Yes, yes. I, it was incredible. I'm yeah, like, it who good. is it was, that? Uh,
1: yesterday was a good day. Yesterday was a good day for me overall overall what's on me what's happening
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, so it seems like a busy start to the year i think the, the reshoring is a big thing P- people out there they're rewords like reshoring we hear a lot of restocking people are mm. people are selling but people are having to buy raw materials to produce those goods that they're then selling they're not just working off old in- inventories so we're seeing a lot of that yes what are you, what are you writing
1: no, no, no! I'm just ch- checking what 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 are my my to do list for today?
0: Can we get a third camera angle on Javi's to do list as, <laughs> in, in, in live time as we're as we're recording? Confidential information. <laughs> That's trade <laughs> secrets, right there. <laughs> um, yeah, it seems like a busy start to the year. AJ was already. I think AJ set the record to to get out and travel, just traveling a little bit this week,
4: right? I did. Tra- is that the record? I was the first one to first one to do it. First, of, first of us. Joe D beat him. Well, wow, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, first of us yeah, of us. yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, I was going to say, I'd be surprised if I was the first one, but yeah, yep. yeah. you Traveling went to this week.
0: You went to warmer warmer, <laughs> warmer climates, <laughs> just like Javi. Beautiful Chicago in the <laughs> snow.
4: Yep. I left snow to get more snow. But um, yep. yeah, I guess a lot of people's travel were messed up this week. Just weather everywhere from Southeast up to the Northeast and Midwest. Everyone's getting weather this week, it seems. so. You didn't yeah. get messed up? I got delayed by 15 minutes yesterday on the way back, and that's not it, bad. luckily. Not but bad. everybody else was uh, not so lucky. Hmm.
0: And how's that good to, good to good to get out and see people? What's the what's the mood from, from folks out there in Chicagoland?
4: Oh it's good to get out and see people always. Um the mood the you know, a lot of people were expecting January to be start a lot stronger than it has, but it's you know, the sentiment is that business is okay. It's not bad, it's just, you know, not as strong as they were kind of forecasting. But yeah, yeah, that's uh we'll see we'll see what happens. But I think Hobbies, right. This week is definitely busier than, than last week. Like yeah. last week I think a lot of people still are on vacay or um you know, extended holiday, so it's, um. It was a you know, soft, opening. soft opening. <laughs> soft opening? First, first, a soft opening. Soft opening. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's a very
2: good way of uh, putting yeah, it. out. Yeah,
1: because it reminds me, like, last week was a soft opening. I was like, I'm going to use that like, in the podcast like, again, yeah, but you better. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> That's perfect.
0: Then again, the first week of every month is a soft opening for you, right? Yeah, kind yeah. of. <laughs>
1: actually, actually, the busiest. The last one or the first one. Yeah. yeah the mid-month
0: is just quite, quite down. Yeah. So a lot, a lot of stuff for prompt, and you know, you start to think about like February, March type stuff. Yeah, too, so yeah. We're, we're,
1: we're playing uh, with the Chinese New Year around that. Mm-hmm. It. You know, it's already start start time to to start planning around that Chinese New Year. You know, you cannot just get stuff in the middle of March, yeah. so you gotta go either prior or after. Yeah, because the country shuts down big time.
0: Yeah, Coco. What do you think about the first week of the year so far?
2: It well, definitely the first week was a you know. Soft opening, like Javi said, but no, it's definitely, th- I mean, this week has picked up big time. I think we've all seen it. Um, it's It's been, and I mean, just look at Javi. He was here until almost 5 o'clock last night. Uh, but no, I mean, I think we've all seen it. A lot of... Um,
0: the Javier <laughs> Fernandez production tracker. We, 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 we'll find a word for this. Uh, that, that graph's going to exist.
2: But yeah, no, I think a lot of people are looking forward to, you know, Q1 and setting things up and, you know, uh, meetings and, and just, you know, hopefully a, a more robust... Um, you know, production and, and everything than, yeah. than it has been.
3: Rob thoughts for the first week here. I don't know. Uh, I, I think it's um, it's okay. You know, it, it's been good. I, I, you know, we were tracking even like the fourth week of December for orders in the first week of January uptick a bit. Um, so yeah, I'm happy to hear, you know, that it, there's problems. That's usually what ends up on my desk. So when there's problems, I know it's busy. So we've got a few problems right now. Not nothing major, but you know, mm-hmm. um, when you're when you're tackling issues, that's when you know that things are popping.
0: Yep. All right. So that's the third graph. Uh, Javi's work time, number of POs, and the number of problems. Around. Right, right, right. <laughs> that's, that's a good that's a good tracker of, <laughs> tracker of things. Um, yeah, Javi, you mentioned uh, you mentioned China a little bit, which I think has been an interesting topic the last couple of days. And and I know AJ, it's been a bit of a headache, I guess, for you as well with uh, you know what's going on there. Obviously. Well, I, I just tell people they don't know, you know, China obviously shuts down. What is it, January, February? They do the New Year's, and there's extended shutdowns annually. Is it February 8th? February yeah. This year around
1: Yeah, first half of
4: February. Yeah, there's the, there's the, that's the, the... The New Year. The New Year, the new year. The new yep. year yeah. Yep, so that's always is, like a
0: week gap with shipments and production. Yep. And,
1: yeah, 10 days to 14 days sometimes. Yeah. So full two weeks. Yeah. Nothing goes on.
4: And shipping's already getting tight with freight rates. Um the freight rate rates doubled this week from Whew. the china to the u s like well you know we were looking right. at lanes from uh you know to to New York they were like three thousand now they're up over six thousand so wow. everyone's trying to trying to rush to beat increases, so I think it's going to get even you know shipping's going to get more snug I think before the new year this year than than typical
0: yeah and then certain products you know for us obviously the dicey' is the big one you focus on and I'm sure there's others that had kind of some unexpected shutdowns and, and what government- government imposed. Reduction in production, which is obviously reduction in production, that rhyme too, too closely. Um, but, yeah, causing some, obviously, further price increases and issues with supply.
4: Yeah, yeah, we're seeing the Chinese government limit, limit electricity supply and energy supply to, uh, to producers. You know, they're, they're going into their high-demand energy season, so that's causing, you know, upticks in prices and uh, shutdowns of producers in certain cases. So um, a, lot, a lot happening in a short, short span here this week and, you know, coming out of China.
0: And I guess a bit of a bright spot, they extended the exemptions, what, December 28th or 27th, something like that, right up to the last minute. Yep, Uh, yep. They gave us four (laughs) days of of wiggle room there. (laughs) That's
4: great. Nice of of our U.S. government. Out out
0: to May. So obviously pricing is going up. You can't really get stuff here, but what you can get here is is still tariff-free for the exemption list. On the
4: exemption list, yep, yep, yep. But outside of that, there's still the 25% tariff, obviously.
0: Yep. And I think that sort of highlights another big, problem I guess if you will that we're seeing with the ocean freight stuff you know Mm. the the Red Sea is a big concern the Panama Canal remains a big concern and we talked about it I think on the November the December edition but obviously that remains a large concern as well and we're we're seeing a lot of headaches with trying to get updated freight rates trying to get lead times on things I know we've already seen a couple shipments from Europe you know two three weeks delayed from what was originally quoted because of that so that's Mm. something we're keeping a close eye on
3: yeah the whole patterns disrupted by Panama Canal and then now the Red Sea and there I just read this morning that a, a oil tanker was um, taken yesterday and and brought into Iranian waters um, so there's quite a few uh, most um, shipping companies are now saying do not go you know through the Red Sea and 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 that cuts off anything coming or going to Asia from Europe, really. I mean, uh, you know, that's so that's really a major impact for Europe because now you have to go around the Horn of Africa, and um, that takes an extra four weeks and another million dollars for that vessel to do that, or or approximately. So it adds a tremendous amount of cost, but it's really disrupting with the Panama Canal, which still is really bad, And, and, and to AJ and Javi's point, like the cost to ship from China to the east coast is 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 really long now 10 weeks 12 weeks because you're sitting outside of the Panama Canal waiting not only is it more expensive but getting to the east coast so now what are people going to do they're going to route through the west coast and they're going to impact the coast you know the west coast terminals with really busy uh volumes and then everything's going to pop on rail so you're going to see disruptions there coming up so I think the, the original discussion started with Javi talking about reshoring. You know, we talked about on our last podcast a ten thousand mile supply chain is rife for disruption. Sure. I mean, you got a lot of problems that can, and we're seeing more of that. And that's what we kind of predicted in in December when we had the podcast: is we're going to see a lot of geopolitical issues and and environmental issues that'll create a lot of problems in supply chain. So we're revisiting some of those problems that we saw just a couple of years ago.
0: Yeah. We had a call this week with a customer that produces big company that have production in the States and then production in Europe and Asia and these different places. And it's largely cheaper to on paper to produce things outside the States these days and bring finished goods in. But if you can't get those finished goods here, all of a sudden, Hey, we need the U S plant now to kind of make stuff on an emergency basis and ship it, even though it's more expensive. And that puts last minute strain on raw material supply, and mm-hmm. trucks, I mean, it's, mm. it, it, it's it's amazing how far it trickles down.
3: Actually, the west coast of Mexico should capitalize from this, you know, because you don't have to go through the Panama Canal. You can bring things into the west coast of Mexico, manufacture there. That should actually do yeah. pretty well. Um, yeah. th- you know, there will be th- there places be the west coast of the U.S. could capitalize on this with the Panama Canal issues, um, things like that. But, yeah, I mean, most, uh, most of the... What we service is, you know, mid-country, southeast, northeast. Um, so we're going to have, uh, it's going to be up to us as a distribution company to, to have the inventories for our customers and, and manage those supply chains. And that's really where we shine.
0: Yeah. Where does, when you look at Mexico, is most stuff coming to the west coast or is it more so the east coast? Depends on,
1: depends, depends. Yeah. So the major ports are Veracruz and Manzanillo. Depends on where you're coming from. Those are the major ports.
0: Ones on either side. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Hmm. So speaking of Latin America, I know we talked about a little bit when we got started, but obviously I know you're spending a lot of time on the sourcing and procurement side of things. How's how's supply looking from our our friends south of the border Uh, these days?
1: Supply, it's okay. A lot of increases in raw materials. You know, some of the alcohol, some some of the stuff is going up quick, very quick, like 15 days validity. The validities are getting shorter and shorter because of uncertainty on, on raw materials. So that's gonna be that's gonna be a challenge. So it's harder to plan ahead because they don't want to quote you. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. It's like I kind of quote February, I don't know my my numbers. You know, right, right. It's like it's like a a, a, a dart Throw the dartboard. <laughs> yeah, the dartboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the customers in, in 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 my region are hopeful for a, for a better 2024. Uh, I've been talking to them, and they're in a slow start, but still ordering. So. So things are things are fine.
0: There's a lot going on there on like a regional basis too, right? There's a lot going on in what Ecuador these Ecuador, days. Ecuador, yeah, there's a
1: civil war. In Ecuador It's very sad, uh what's going on. Um so this happened just this week. Yeah. So send thoughts and prayers to the our friends in Ecuador. Yeah, Absolutely. for sure. For
0: yeah. sure. I know we're only, I guess, 11 days in the year, but obviously you know, we always kind of keep an eye on how the states are doing compared to the rest of the world, what's happening with the stock market. Obviously, I know we talked a little bit this week that we're coming into, obviously, an election cycle coming yeah. up in November. So regardless of political beliefs or which side of the alley you're on, you know, an election year will always impact T- uh, policy what's happening with the tariffs what's happening with in- infrastructure bills and things like that and then obviously what'll happen with the stock market and people's estimates for the year so we're just in the beginning of that and i'm sure we'll start hearing more and more of that with some of the debates and all that good stuff coming up but it'll be a uh, interesting few months i think as we get into that and then obviously coming to the election in the back half of the year to see how that all shakes out Lots, lot to lot to keep an eye on
3: yeah i mean the uh there was a increase in inflation in December to 3.4%. And that's kind of bad news. You know, we we certainly all the all of the interest rate hikes were to, you know, temper the inflation. Um, But of course, there's ravenous buying in December for Christmas and the holidays. So um, that's having an impact today on the stock market. But overall, the stock market's been up, 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 you know, there's been an AI run. um, And there's been just a general run, um, a bull bull run on the stock market since uh, November and it, it seems like it's kind of continuing, it's sort of flat. The first week where we saw that soft opening, I mean, it was ridiculous to watch the stock market, it wasn't doing anything, it was just flat, flat line every day. Um, but what's been really interesting to me is seeing the activity um, starting to increase in Europe and China, and reading a lot about it. Um, the number of flights, both domestic and international in China is rising tremendously. And the amount of fuel consumption in Europe, you know, these are all indicators of economic activity, is also rising. So, um, you know, so I, yeah, this is exciting me because we were an island, you know, we were doing pretty well. And, and in my opinion, we were recovering from COVID and really until now we just hit n- normal. You know, we're now back to normal. And I feel like Europe and especially China is just catching up and sort of racing towards that normal. Yeah. And uh, and so if Europe and other Asia and China start doing well, that helps us because, you know, that just, you know, it, it just buoys sure. products, reshores them in their own instead of it all dumping into the U.S. And everybody focused on the U.S. and price cutting and all this sort of stuff. I mean, we're at very low chemical prices right now because of the deflation in China, really like the lack of demand in Europe. Everybody's focused on really just putting as much product in the USA as possible. We've had to compete with that being uh, an America's distribution company. So seeing them come up, seeing in the publication, the prices are rising. Javi mentioned alcohols. So alcohol is starting to increase. There's also uh, a good slate of plants that are starting to shut down uh, just because they're either too expensive or so rationalization starting to kick in a little bit because of demand and things like that It usually happens that way like people don't rationalize at first and prices go into a slump and then they rationalize and then prices rebound and one last point is that we saw a rebound on propylene the last week and a half and uh, very interesting there's been some outages there's also a big uh, freeze tonight in, in, in the southeast so you know you got to pay attention, and that's what I see. I, I mirror what these guys are saying when I talk to customers. I mean, they're worried about supply right now. It's not get on the bid list, you know what I mean anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where it was a year ago, it was like, "Yeah, hey, we're gonna have a reverse auction and a bid, and you're gonna be the lowest price, or you're out." Yeah. Now they're like, "Yeah, hey, we kind of like you. You know, you're doing a good job." And right. so I think that attitude is is it's very nice. Yeah, yeah
0: we we're talking. to get through that. We we're talking a little bit. I guess like last week about, you know, I think there's been a lot of pent up pressure for producers wanting to get prices up and trying to pass along prices incre- increase and increase and things like that. And I think we were talking like, you know, we sent some increase letters and then people were like, well, can you explain the increase? And we we're like, well, <laughs> like it's, it's easy to fall back on oil and gas prices going up, but that's not the case. So I was, be- was tongue tied. Yeah. <laughs> it becomes a little more like supply and <laughs> demand. And, and again, just kind of prices being at sort of historical lows, people. Price
3: pressure. Know, yeah. All over. I mean, yeah whether it's a uh, lack of demand so a robust supply you know and yep. or robust supply from imports you know and you know now now we're getting caught up in 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 the war the war problems and you know geopolitical problems worldwide and things like that and it's it's impacting the supply chains but yeah I mean You know, it is difficult to explain, but, you know, that basically that things went down to such low, even on raw materials, and now they've rebounded back and we haven't been able to capture any increase. Yep. So, now there's, you know, they were talking about in propylene, the units are at zero negative margins, zero or negative margins. So, you only operate something where you're pumping stuff out in the millions of pounds at a loss. Sure. And then you go, oh. Well, we better turn the switch off.
0: Yeah. I was surprised we went to that the compounders conference, I guess it was a good <clears throat> good month ago or so now, and you know, there's a lot of people talking about the infrastructure bills and some of the money mm-hmm. from government regulations too. That seems like it's gonna play a big role in conversations this year, seeing if and when, you know, production picks up. A lot of people wanted to capture money from that and, and waiting until that money comes into play too. So it'll be interesting to see how those that shakes out and you know, if and when business picks up because of that, too. I mean, you see, I think we see it around here, just a lot of work being done on bridges and highways and, and projects like that, too. So I agree. See yeah. a lot of that this year. Definitely. Well, I know we touched a little bit on obviously ocean freight and logistics, but we have our good friends over at the logistics company to uh, give a more detailed freight update. So we'll hand it over to them. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Jamie. How you guys doing? Ben. Good. How are you doing well, uh, Joe? Welcome back, Jamie. Welcome to the new podcast studio. Not a bad setup, huh? It looks good. Feel very, very nice. far. Not, having someone sit over there, you feel very far away. I know this table is wider, what it is, but it's a uh, it's a fun angle from over here. How's uh, how's everything going? How you guys doing? Well, Happy New Year. I think it's still somewhat allowed to say that, right? Yeah, I yeah, we got about, the
5: window. I think we got another <laughs> week. Yeah, yeah. Happy New Year.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Um, how you guys doing? How you guys good. doing
5: good? Yeah. Q one is here. We're ready.
0: Good. So we like to hear what's uh, what's going on in the world of freight and logistics to kick off the new year. I know things can't just be smooth and easy and, and status quo. You know, there's always there's always something. So, what uh, what are the things keeping you up at night these days on the in the in the world of logistics?
5: There's always fires to be put out uh, in the world of logistics, but um, hopefully, figurative fires. Yeah. Well. yeah. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> some some real ones. Yeah. Um, for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean. Uh, from, from our perspective, I think ocean freight right now is uh, kind of front of mind. A lot of people are uh, really concerned with uh, how they're going to be able to get their containers or products in from the different ports. Yeah. Um, kind of staying ahead of that and trying to provide as many different solutions as possible um, with, while also you know, keeping pricing front of mind, I think, is a sure. big concern here. But, um, yeah, I think that's, that's the, the major one right now. Um, I know Jamie's got some, some rail stuff, uh, he can go over.
0: Yeah. You yeah, know, the, the ocean freight thing is interesting. Like you think about like this, all this stuff happening in the Red Sea, for example, it's like, Oh, it's so far away. Like, you know, what does it matter? And you look at like the routes that, what is it? 80% of yeah. ocean container ships take. And it goes right through there, no matter where yep. you're going to pick up other stuff and then come back over, you know, towards the States. Like it's, when you look at those maps, it's, it's scary yeah, how it's, important some of these areas are.
6: It's the shortcut through that is the big thing. And then now it's happening at the same time as, you know, there have been, restrictions on the Panama Canal so it's kind of all con- conflating at the same time and just yeah not great
5: I yes think there's there's a reason they're being targeted right I mean
6: yeah they're, they're not when there's an opportunity they're no
0: dummies yeah. they, they know they know what they're doing Absolutely. Unfortunately,
5: yeah I know it's uh It's one of those things. I mean, we we dealt with the um, pent-up issues with the the rail infrastructure, what, a year, year and a half ago? Still are. Mm -hmm. Still are, for sure. But um, now it's, you know, just another layer to it that, uh, unfortunately, internationally, we're we're starting to feel.
0: Well, we had some interesting perspectives from some customers in the States over the last couple weeks, you know there's a lot of other regions globally that you can produce things cheaper than you can in the U S for a variety of reasons these days. So people are taking advantage of that, bringing in finished goods into the U S. But when stuff like that happens, all of a sudden people can't get these cheaper finished goods because the ocean freight's even more expensive or they just can't get the vessels here because there's less of them. That all of a sudden means that the U S plants need to, start producing stuff because they need stuff on an emergency basis which then obviously impacts hey I need a truck tomorrow because I thought I had stuff you know coming in the vessel and the vessel's gonna take two weeks so it's this trickle down effect of impacting you know product supply here impacting hey I need a truck tomorrow type stuff yep. um, so it is amazing how far all that Trickles.
5: yeah i think ultimately it's um what type of relationships do you have with you know latin american producers south american producers i think that you'll see in the next year or so really kind of come to the forefront anybody who has that will be that much more advantageous yeah. um in, in their offering. So yeah, um, yeah, it, it should be interesting. Definitely, even,
0: even, if you don't import anything yourselves, you know, Oh, it doesn't affect me. I don't import stuff. Well, it does. Cause like I said, if, if you're competing with people that are making stuff in the States, strictly you're competing with that production, you're competing with the truck freight, you know, on um, emergency loads, that just like you are, you're playing regular business. Mm-hmm. So,
6: Or, I mean, e- even if you're not importing anything, the odds that your supplier, if you have a domestic supplier, sure. the odds that they're not. And just no one in your supply chain is that's, right. Pretty low, right? Yeah. So there's only so many raw goods, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Do, do you really know your supply chain well enough? Two, three, four, five steps above, just exactly. what you guys are buying. Yeah, yep. You know, it's interesting. Um, we talked a little bit before you guys came on on the on the rail side of things as well. Always uh, a variety of factors, both sometimes good. You know, obviously sometimes rail can be a very beneficial and cost-effective supply chain. Other times, there's uh, some headaches that I'm sure keep Jamie awake at night sometimes (laughs) as uh, the in-house rail expert. Um, From From time to time. What's happening on the rail side these days?
6: So right now, I mean, we're still kind of dealing with the same infrastructure issues we have been. I mean, obviously, everyone's working slowly to try and get that back up to where it should be. But, you know, with highways, as we all see on a regular basis, just in our own personal lives and bridges and all sorts of things like that, it's just a work in progress. I think a lot of things, at least in the US right now, especially being from Rhode Island, a lot of things are not really where they should be. So I know that's something a lot of people are kind of unanimously working on. But from the rail side, beyond the infrastructure, I mean, right now we're seeing a lot of issues at the Mexican border, for instance. Um, in like the El Paso area, we're seeing a lot of you know, issues with migrant concerns and having to close the border down for freight going to and from Mexico Because you have waves of migrants Trying to make it across that border While basically they have a big gate It opens up, the train goes through And as of right now People are trying to flood through with the train yeah. So that's definitely a concern And has basically led to that closure there sure. So on an off and on basis Yeah,
0: obviously I think our number one trade partner I, don't, I think it's Mexico, not Canada But I mean, that's, it's, a big, it's a big deal billions yeah, they're, of dollars they're up there. Yep. yeah yeah it's it's wild yeah something uh obviously we talk more about I think the the migrant side and the the crisis on the border and all that good stuff but if you think about it from the business side and the economy side it's it plays a massive role
5: absolutely yeah that that can't be understated enough
0: and so what are you guys doing just assuming it's going to take a couple extra days a week to get through i mean is, is that no. all you really can do so, what are the, what's the fix
5: so
6: as of right now i mean With rail, we always assume a few extra days in most cases, right? So, I mean, in this case, basically what is having to happen, at least as of now, is you're having to apply for special permits to go through. So if you have freight that needs to go through, you basically a week beforehand need to get approval from Border Patrol, Homeland Security, and the rail line to go through. Whether or not you get that, it's not guaranteed. So you just kind of have to keep applying until you get it and you know each shipment needs it so based if, on
0: how many trains they want to allow through or whatever right
6: because they're just trying to control that number so they can pr- predict on a weekly basis okay we need to make sure these 10 trains are protected for sure.
5: wednesday we have heard that you know once you do get the permit that kind of you know streamlines it a little bit but yeah. it's not guaranteed every time it sure. just kind of means hey we we've done this before you know Yep. And and it has to be done, as
6: I said, for each shipment. So if that's a one car shipment, if it's ten, even if it recurs every week, you need to refile every week. Every for single it. time. Yeah. Hmm.
5: Just another step.
0: Just making your life as easy as possible, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so keep a close eye on you know your your supply chains up and down the supply chain. Understand how some of these imports may affect you, how the vessels and ports may affect you, and then obviously if you do any business with Mexico, you know rail or not, you know it's a good time to keep in touch with your logistics folks and understand the implications of over supply chains sounds like these days
5: yeah and uh oh by the way winter's here so yeah weather weather, weather <laughs> piling on top of it uh you, makes, you, makes for fun times. usually
0: like a very high level you know one of the first things we talk about is storms and yeah. things like that now that's when that falls to like number four on the list you're like wow yeah that's, it's, you, you know, it's far. Sure. yeah yeah luckily it's uh, luckily or unluckily if you know if you're a ski mountain unluckily but luckily it's been a relatively mild winter so far at least sure. so we'll, we'll see if that continues but um Hopefully it hasn't been too big of an impact, at least these days.
5: No, I feel like we're just kind of on the precipice of it, though. And, you know, yeah. hopefully if we're still saying this another month, then th- that's good news. Sure. But I feel like this yeah. is kind of the kickoff to winter weather yeah. time.
0: So yeah. for sure. I'm ready for it. If it's going to be cold, I might as well snow, I think. Yeah, Get it out of your system. While it's cold and snowing, it's also uh, football playoff season. Let's go. So a lot, of, a lot of Bill's news today, right? I mean, the, the Buffalo Bills we're coming in. up this week. Bill Belichick potentially out in New England. Out. Big day for Bill.
5: Reportedly, it's yeah, a good.
0: press conference at noon, I think, right? Yeah,
5: yeah. Good day to be a Bills
0: fan. Hey, Sorry, we'll, guys. We'll see we'll see, <laughs> see. we'll see if we're still saying that this time next month. We'll, uh, yeah, yeah I guess we'll see. We'll see. The, we'll the, see. the we'll next see. episode. When's the play, When's the Super Bowl? February tenth, eleventh, something like something that. Something like that. Yeah. So yeah, the yeah. next episode may be post Super Bowl. So it's gonna be a big, big month here. We, we'll we can plan accordingly. <laughs> we'll plan accordingly. Special, special edition we'll see um well joe jamie appreciate having you guys on as always thanks for the logistics update we will see where things are at both in the world of logistics and the world of football in uh, in about another month but we'll uh, we'll talk soon thanks again man thanks ben all right moving on price updates and trends um we talked a little bit about oil and gas you know relatively flat seems like oil may trend upwards a little bit with uh some of the stuff going on there um these these Numbers are accurate. I didn't change the date on the top that says as of 11-16, <laughs> but I, I did I did change these. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, stuff, stuff's relatively flat. The stock market has ended the year on a, on a very positive note and, and continues to kind of trend that way, so that's been a nice positive. Um, the U.S. dollar to the euro is at a, a, a historical low. It's like a dollar ten now, which is higher than it's been, I think, in a long time. Um, benzene seems like it's trended down a little bit, but we'll see what happens for coming up on february it's actually
4: starting to strengthen in the last few days yeah yeah it's going going back up kind of almost above december level so starting okay. to starting to strengthen a little bit which i don't know why because oil is pretty flat right but benzene supply demand driven as well
3: it is it is very much you know and i expect you know i, I said it in december I, I definitely expect oil to rise the reason why it hasn't risen is because there's so much coming from canada and usa and um but like I mentioned earlier, with the demand increase in Europe and Asia, there definitely will be some pressure, uh, and it's a traded commodity. They've tried to talk about you know restricting that, but I think it's going to be traded up. I mean, it, it strengthened just this week a little bit from 70 to 73. And uh, the other thing too is natural gas has come up quite a bit. You know, it was like 230 now; it's up to three bucks. I mean, that's a pretty considerable. Sure. That's a 30% increase. You know, it's not 10 or 12 per mmbtu, but it's interesting to see and, and typically this type of year you're going into uh high demand season for the cold weather things like propane natural gas so it it always kind of buoys it up and then you've got oil uh typically we're going into uh getting ready for a driving season in the summer where everybody goes on vacation and drives their winnebago's in their cars and planes so typically uh there's there's strengthening in these markets but um I think in most, of the, most of the price increases that we've seen in the products that we sell is uh, supply sh- constraints and and, and logistics. Yeah.
0: yeah, the the gassing is a good point. Like we're coming out of a couple of years where gas would go from $3 to $7 to $4 to $8. Right. So we're back to sort of normal increases. You know, right. th- the fact that it goes up 30 cents historically has been and, and should be a big deal. But mm-hmm. you're almost kind of almost numb to it in a way because you're used to some of these drastic, drastic increases.
3: Fuel prices are pretty low right now. You yeah. know, we've mm-hmm. been we've you know, and they're doing that on purpose. They want to do that for the election cycle. The Democrats don't want to hear about their high gas prices right now. You know, yeah. so there is there is some influence there for sure. You know, it's interesting. We
0: we put uh like so normal gas eighty seven. We put either eighty nine or ninety one in Ab's Jeep because she has a turbo, and that the gap between regular like eighty seven and eighty nine is like seventy cents. I feel like it used you to be,
3: really shouldn't be doing that, I, by I the put, way. Like, I mean, I put, I, you I put, put 87 every yeah. single time.
0: <laughs> but, but That's me. Either way, I feel like that gap used to be like 20 cents and 20 cents to the next level. Like, s- someone's making, I think, a lot of money going from, you know, I don't, I don't think I, 89 is. I costs mean, you're
2: spending a lot of money doing it. I'm just going to say, Betty, I fill up the Tahoe and I mean, 87, it is. 87
0: it is. But either way, that, I feel like that gap. Just keeps getting wider and wider. Like like diesels, like I think a dollar twenty over gas, which I feel like it normally hasn't been that high.
3: I remember where it was parity with eighty seven. You know, that was a long time ago. But it, it's a premium now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. But to stop see. that, please. Yeah, don't don't, uh, don't. About the turbo our trucks run diesel. You know, how dirty that stuff is. Yeah. So, yeah. And our trucks have turbos. It's we're, it's we're fine. It's a marketing thing, yeah. you know. And you guys are falling victim. <laughs> right, we're, we're,
0: we're falling to it. Um. Well, kind of wrapping things up, we are uh, mid January, always a, a busy trade show time of year, which is exciting. Obviously, you know, we're not releasing any shows that people aren't, you know, don't already know of and aren't already going to, but obviously starting to plan, uh, you know, neck deep in planning for the AFPM coming up in March and then mm-hmm. the coding show and NPE. So, busy couple months with, you know, our own travel and, and seeing customers, but also some of the trade shows coming up. Always a fun time of year. Uh, always fun when these three shows all fall within like a six week period of each other. So <laughs> it's gonna be busy, but uh, yeah. it'd be good to see a lot of people that, you know, especially the last cycle of shows, I think the last coding show was two years ago and was still had a little bit of the remnants of COVID going on. So maybe it wasn't as well attended as in the past. So it should be a, a busy couple months for shows.
4: Yeah. People are forecasting the MPE to be bonkers this year because it's the first one in uh six years because the last one got canceled during covid so people are expecting mp to be uh be a really good one won't be there
0: which it always is anyways like it's always gigantic and there's a ton of people around so if if it's even going to be more crazy than it usually is you know that's that's something
3: yep that one six years ago was pretty ho-hum it wasn't good six years ago Remember that? We were like. I'm trying to remember. It, it was like two days. <laughs> so it's a five day. It's a five day thing. Oh, yeah. It was two days of busy and then it was dead.
4: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. You're right. Dude, and there was
3: right. no international presence. The prior ones that we had been to one, two, three, maybe even before that were like, wow. So it was like it wasn't. I just remember it wasn't wow at all. And that was like, ooh, what are we doing here? Yeah. We're here five days. We give two crews. Yep. Yeah you know want to ha- have as many people as possible so we can talk to everybody there and it was like but i think this year is dj's right it's going to be phew. yeah
0: it's going to be a busy busy march and april but it's all it's all good stuff um kind of wraps things up i think on the on the podcast side obviously this is our second full episode with our new booth set up here so it's yes. uh yeah it's a, a right. nice, nice spot to record nice and bright it's it's cooler in here today which yeah. is nice <laughs> yeah,
2: thankfully thanks to the
0: shout out to honeywell for that ac unit <laughs> <laughs> this episode sponsored no, i'm just kidding that'd be cool though um <laughs> So yeah, second episode here. We had uh, our quarterly episode with Kathy Hall, which came out earlier in the week, uh, episode 101. So if you haven't streamed that, that was a good one. She always, obviously, we do it quarterly, and they're always pretty good. But the ones in the beginning of the year, I think, are always better. Kind of get a good recap of what happened the year before, and then her thoughts on what's to come here for 2024. So if you haven't already streamed that, that's a that's a good one to check out as well. Um, and other than that, I think we're you know kicking off the new year pretty strong, and I think in general, just you know, getting back to some quote-unquote old school selling tactics you know you're going to see yeah. hopefully moderate price increases and decreases and it's really going to get back to who's doing the best job servicing accounts and entertaining and traveling it's not just who's got products and what's the price and here's your po you know you're back to getting back to work
3: that's right we're good at that we're good at old school hopefully we can continue with the old school forever yeah yeah yeah, yeah. With it's a, with a, a it's little, the right way to do it. With
0: a little bit of new school mixed in there, maybe. That's but, right. You know, that's right. I, would, I mean, yeah. That's I mean, we're,
3: we're on one of the original podcasts in the chemical industry. Come on. We always yeah. try things. So. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, end of the year, wrapped up pretty nicely. Um, we had a birth in the logistics company. Uh, Josh Savory had a, a daughter, sort of an emergency birth, but luckily everybody's okay and everybody's home safe and uh, Naomi's uh, very cute and... Um, so it was uh it w- it was a blessing and we also had um, Javi's wife Angela lost her father, so there mm-hmm. was some sadness at the end of the year. Um, so um, you know, thoughts and prayers for her and her and then the family and everything. She spent a lot of time. Javi spent a lot of time in Columbia with the mom and stuff like that. So um, so uh we had a new life and lost somebody. So um yeah. it was uh you know, for, for the for the people in, in T C C we had a mixed bag, but Looking forward to a healthy and positive uh, 2024 and getting back to those old school selling tactics.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, as always, we appreciate you for listening. Hopefully you're uh, either streaming the audio version or potentially looking at us and our beautiful faces in this brand new podcast booth we have here. So as always, we appreciate you listening, following along, and we'll catch you on the next monthly episode. Thanks, Benny. Thanks, Thanks, Thanks you. Benny. Thank you. The material contained on this podcast is provided by the Chemical Company solely for informational purposes. The information is not guaranteed to be correct, complete, or up to date. The information in the podcast is intended solely as a general education aid. TCC is providing this podcast as a public service, but it is neither a legal interpretation nor a statement of TCC policy. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by TCC. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by TCC employees are those of the employees and do not necessarily reflect the view of TCC or any of its officials. All statements, comments, and opinions presented are made in the context of robust dialogue and freedom of expression. TCC assumes no responsibility for any consequence relating directly or indirectly to any action or inaction taken based on the information in this podcast. While TCC strives to keep the information in the podcast accurate, complete, and up to date, we cannot guarantee and will not be responsible for any damage or loss to the accuracy, completeness, or timeliness of the information. TCC assumes no liability for any errors or omissions in the content of this podcast. The information contained on the podcast is provided entirely on an as-is basis with no guarantees of completeness, accuracy, usefulness, or timeliness.